don't sweat what you're what you're doing for your career because it's going to change. You're not going to be doing the same thing for the rest of your life. So don't worry about it. You're going to grow and evolve personally. Why wouldn't you professionally as well? Um, so focus on what's important. What's focus, what's important is who you are and how is that defined? Start within, not without. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by... You ever notice that life just seems to go by so fast and before you know it, a new calendar year starts? We don't even seem to be any closer to our goals. And even worse, it seems like every time we focus on one goal, others slip through our fingers. This is a journal I made that is extremely simple to use, creating a game worth winning. It's a paper journal that you write in old school style. Yes, just like the 20th century creating a game worth winning, a journal to design and implement your goals with money, health, organization, and time management available at Amazon. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke and I'm joined today with Laura Barker. Laura coaches mid-level adults who are seeking meaningful work aligned with their values along with the young adult children. Uh, Laura, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Me too. Um, sort of like uh, dive into your story a little bit. I know you spent more than 20 years working in HR and, and just recently transitioned to coaching. Uh, talk about kind of what led to where you are now. Yeah. So as you said, Chris, I have spent 20 years in HR, more than more than 20. And I've worked in all sorts of industries, big, small um, in terms of size and in, in, in scope as well, local versus international. Uh, and in the end, the reassuring part is people are people are people. <laughs> Doesn't matter where you go in the world or the people you're talking to when it's one-on-one, -on -one, uh, underneath it, we all have the same concerns. I, I can say that now based on, um, based on my background. So I did HR for a long time and I reached a point around the time I turned 40 where I started saying, is this it? And what I mean by that is there's always more I could have learned about HR. There is, there's always things changing, new legislation, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I felt like I was being called to do something else. I didn't know what it was though. Um, so I tried to figure it out on my, on my own and I ended up doing project management for a few years, but that wasn't it. Um, I, I had taken the aspect of HR, I like thinking that that would be my new career and that was not it. Um, so it took a long time. I came around to realizing that what I love is people. That's why I was attracted to HR. Um, and what I really loved was working one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, there's a sense of satisfaction that comes from that, that uh, I can't get on the one-to-many level. And that's how I came into coaching. Uh, and I chose career coaching in particular because of my HR background and the recognition that um, when it comes to ourselves and who we are as a society, what we do so largely defines who we are. And I believe those are the fundamental questions of coaching. Who am I? 
and what do I want? That's what it comes down to. Yeah, and, and that you're you're sort of helping people find work who and, and aligning with their values. So I'd imagine first step in that is is pulling out of them like, well, what are yes. the values? You know, what do I value here? How do you how do you go about starting that conversation? Yes, and that's exactly it. Because what happens is people want to jump ahead to what should I be doing? What's my next step? But you have to start with the basics, which is my values. And and to be clear, values are different from ethics and morals. Um, you know, ethics belong to your profession. For example, as a coach, I am obligated uh, not to speak about what we talk about privately in a session. That's ethics. Um, morals are things we would have learned in church growing up um, or through religious institutions. And they may or may not align with who we are. Uh, but our values are deeply personal and unique to us. And so the way you start to draw that out is um, by asking people stories about themselves. Uh, a simple way to do it is tell me um, a point where you really feel you really felt all of yourself. You were excited. It was a great it was a great moment, a peak experience. Tell me about that. And as you start to draw that out, you start to pull out values from people. And oftentimes, because uh, we don't have insight, we can't always see ourselves internally as well as an external person can. It's, fa it's faster to pull out those values um, and start to identify them. And then once that's done, you can move towards, what do I do? Right, right. Kind of be becoming aware of who the person is at a foundational level yeah. ver versus just like the cherry on top, which is my occupation because correct you, know, you yes even with hr right like two people yes. you said you you enjoy people yeah so that that's how you got to that cherry mm -hmm. on top of this is what i do i'm in hr you know when you yeah. work and then somebody else might come at, at it from a completely different perspective like i'm very good at organizational tasks so mm -hmm. therefore now mm -hmm. that person that hr the two of you approach or, or the two of you got to that end result for two very different reasons I think I see that a lot with like what I do and it, just in the fitness community is like some people really value like the pain, the struggle, the, mm -hmm. the no pain, no gain. They want to see what they can do internally. And like, it's like a daily grind. It's like, you know, some, something they can prove to the world and, and other people really enjoy, I don't know, socializing in their fitness class or uh, just feeling good. Or, you know, there's a lot of different ways to get to the end. Um, and I, I appreciate what you're saying about you got to dig into the foundation before you yeah you get up right yeah yeah, yeah. are there um, are there any sort of like how am I trying to phrase this like what what kind of resistance do you find obviously you're not going to get into specifics but is there any like resistance that you find with people whether it's intentional or not you know mm -hmm. some people are resistant just because it, it's uncomfortable and they you know, they don't know what to do, but are there any kind of things that come up over and over again, or you seem to see some patterns with that? Yeah, resistance. It's the number one thing that comes up as change starts to happen. I'm sure you see this as a trainer, as things start to happen, resistance comes up. Right. Um, so the language we use in coaching is a saboteur. These are saboteurs that come out. Um, and without even me defining it for, for you, you know exactly what I mean. 
yeah. uh, when they they come out um, with physical fitness, they come out with things that are emotional. They come out with things that are professional, personal, all of it, because we're all the same, right? Like you squeeze an orange at work, you get orange juice. You squeeze an orange at home, you get orange juice. <laughs> right. So <laughs> you get that resistance. Yeah, you get that right. resistance everywhere. Um, so the question is, how do you respond to it when that resistance comes up? The first thing is, I find not everyone realizes when that resistance pops up. Uh, it is so within them, that voice, they don't even hear it because it's like that running um, dialogue they have in their head. They don't hear or see the resistance. So it starts with recognizing it. That's it. That it. It's that simple. Just recognize what that resistance is um, or that it's even there. So that's how I usually start. Um, when these things come up, first of all, I give people a heads up. As change happens, resistance is going to come up. Your saboteurs are going to come out because in the end, what the saboteurs want, um, they don't want resolution. They just want to be right. Mm. Um, and so the thing with resistance is to recognize it's normal, <laughs> it's normal, and that saboteurs want homeostasis. They don't want things to change. Just like with phys the physical body, right? Like as the, you know, the body wants to be at a certain level. Yeah. It yeah. Wants, it, and, and we get uh, kind of accustomed to a certain way of behaving and certain results and yeah. anything outside of there is like, whoa, 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 whoa. And some people are more... Uh, more open to experiences that are, you know, a little outside the ordinary than others are. Uh, and, and of course that's something that we can definitely train ourselves to uh, adapt to over time is, is just all the cliches are coming up, like get comfortable being uncomfortable, yeah. you know, stuff like that. And growth um, mindset, growth mindset. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I like that concept about the saboteur um, about, Oh, get, get out of your own way. There's another one. Yeah. Uh, and, and to a certain extent, you're like, wait, what does that mean? I don't know what that, right? <laughs> but, but once you go through an experience where you do experience some discomfort and then you break through that and then you sort of feel like your life will never be the same again, you kind of get it like, ah, okay, okay. I was in, I was in my own way. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like the first step is just being conscious of it. It's like sort of in meditation where they talk about you, there's like the thinker and the observer Correct. You sort of yes. become the observer and yeah. then see what your patterns are to, to get into that, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, one of the things that I find very helpful with this, with resistance is when that saboteur comes out who doesn't want change, um, what, I, what I say to myself is, what is the 10% I need to hear? That saboteur is there for a reason. It comes from your childhood and was there to form to protect you. So it wants to be heard. So you know what, acknowledge it. What is the 10% that they're saying that I need to listen to? Right. And then once you've acknowledged it, you can let it go. Yeah, yeah. And you can see that it really, it's, it's not a big deal, right? It just goes yeah. away. Yeah. Because you've acknowledged it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, you've heard it, right? This is, it's funny when, uh, one thing I say, I don't want to get political on the show, but one thing I say to both sides who, uh, you know, I have friends who are very open and just like kind of independent. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have friends who are very entrenched in one side or the other. And I'll just play devil's advocate, so to speak, right? And say, you know, because I think one important thing is just that somebody on this side can mm -hmm. hear somebody on the other side. And it, and it happens inside of our head too. 
And that's a good example of what yeah. you said. Like, just acknowledge like that, you know, the saboteur might be the kid who was crying, you know, when you were eight years old and you got punched on the playground and you came home and your dad was busy and he couldn't give you any attention and you felt like garbage and mm -hmm. you cried in your room, you know, so, something like that. And like, okay, I acknowledge it. And then it just kind of disappears. It was like, all right. It doesn't I'm not, have that same power over you. Right. I'm not eight yeah. years old anymore. I can kind of move on. It's cool. Like, I don't have to repress this, but I don't have yeah. to give it any attention either. Yeah. 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 So that's one simple technique to release resistance. Nice. So now for you personally, when you were transitioning from HR, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm guessing you, you worked as an employee at, at a company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And now yeah. you're out, you're out on your own mm -hmm. career coach, you know, self-employed, starting yeah. your own business. Did, what, what were your saboteurs? What, what came up for you? Well, the biggest one is, um, I would say it's a totally different mindset working for a company versus being self-employed. The discipline is easy. I, that's not hard for me. I've done that project management job I did. I was working from home. So I know how to manage my time. That's not the issue. The biggest thing was um, that mindset around selling myself. Mm, right. That I think was the hardest part for me. Um, is how do I do, how do I become self-employed, an entrepreneur, and present myself authentically? Yes. And, and sell without mm -hmm. sounding like the, the stereotypical used car salesman. Yes. Or, you know, like, oh, I'll give you yeah. 50% off. I'm not letting you leave without a sale, right? Yeah. And all those other exactly. tactics. Yeah. Being authentic. What did you, do you have sort of like a, uh, like a personal handbook, or even if it's just in your head, like how did you solve that issue? How do you be authentic and, and still do the sales? Yeah. I think what I came back to uh, is going back to my own values and thinking, what is it, um, what feels right to me? And, and, and that is the summation of not just what I studied with coaching while I was working this full-time job through the pandemic, but it was integrating a lot of different reading material, um, podcasts, et cetera, into my own body of knowledge. And in fact, that took a long time. I, I you know, I'm still, I, I reread another book um, just this week called Playing Big uh, by Tara Moore. And sometimes I have to reread a book a year or a year and a half later to be able to absorb it again, because I see it in a different way. So to present my, myself authentically, what that meant was, um, being able to pull information that I would have loved to have had and share it with others. Um, I'm the daughter of a teacher. I'm surrounded by teachers in my family. Both my in-laws are teachers. I love teaching. And so, you know, one of the things I thought of is how can I teach this in a way that is engaging without, um, without being preachy? Teachy, not preachy. <laughs> Oh, you are full of uh, phrases, eh? <laughs> Little taglines. Um, I, <laughs> I can really relate to that too. Uh, my, my dad taught uh, at a community college. My mom taught preschool. My brother teaches oh. high school. And I'm, not, I'm the only one who's not like an official teacher, but I am a teacher. I'm a fitness teacher. And, uh, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like the, the ability to, be, to, to teach without, without being preachy and like, oh, I know more than you or yeah. 
anything like that. That's dangerous territory, I think, but, but that's good that you recognize that mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, don't want to go down that path. But it is very like, there's a lot of self-discovery involved in that because you were even, you just said as you transitioned from mm -hmm. the HR role to the, the career coach mm -hmm. that you had to sort of dig into your own values, which is what we started this conversation with, how you, you sort of go into your client's values. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine approaching it in that way, going into your own values, like what do I value? What's important to me? Uh, probably, you're probably much happier now than if you were to just gone straight for, okay, what career do I want to do? Oh, totally. I feel so grounded in what I'm doing because I know deep inside of me, this is what I'm meant to do. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, this is, you know, this is opening up some insights into my own behavior too. And why I chose to do this podcast for me, I really value connection. Yeah. Like anytime there's disharmony, like somebody is holding a grudge against somebody else even if it has nothing to do with me, it, it, uh, it kind of tugs at me a little bit. Like I don't like yeah. to see it. And, um, and I really believe that if, if we all learned, you know, authentic communication and we all just sat down and had conversations like this mm -hmm. and, you know, nobody's right, nobody's wrong. We can both learn from each other. I think that's, that's really the key to a lot of that uh, communication. I agree. And, and, you know, something that makes me think about what you're doing with training and talking to so many different people is that um, you, st you yourself are integrating all this in your own training, the information um, and sources and new thoughts that you get from other people by yeah. doing these podcasts. It's incredible. Yeah. The, the amount of information it's like, uh, I, I always used to really like going on YouTube and just typing in like motivational speech, mm. which is the reason why coming up, I'm going to ask you a question about your motivational speech, but I, it's amazing. I found that one, after I listen to one of those motivational speeches, if I ask myself, okay, Chris, now what's your motivational speech? Mm -hmm. I can come up with one. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm speaking to myself or like the observers speaking to the, uh, the thinker or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then I realized that, everybody has a motivational speech mm. and, and it's that, you know, that speech that you want to give to yourself 20 years ago, and um. all the things that you've learned in your life. Right. And uh, so I'm going to segue. This is the final question of the podcast. You are in front of, uh, let's say like a graduating class at a university or at a corporation and you're the keynote speaker. You're giving a motivational speech on how you think they can get the most out of their lives what's uh, a one to two minute speech that you would give based on your own experience? Go whatever direction you want. Oh, that is such a coaching question you just put in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think what I would say, and I think of my three kids who are teens and in university right now, um, the biggest message I'd have for them is don't worry so much about what you're going to do uh, or what career you have to pick as if it's some sort of um, black and white it's not a black and white line like it's something that will evolve in time don't sweat it the more important thing is to focus on who you are who do you want to become I would say if I were listening to the speech the way you presented that Chris if I were hearing myself 20 years ago I wish someone had said to me don't sweat what you're what you're doing for your career because it's going to change you're not going to be doing the same thing for the rest of your life so don't worry about it 
you're going to grow and evolve personally. Why wouldn't you professionally as well? Um, so focus on what's important. What's, what's important is who you are and how is that defined? Start within, not without. And what I mean by that is, especially in our younger years, we're looking for that external validation, um, which will never satisfy because there will never be enough out there to satisfy us externally. At some point, when you move it internally and are self-driven, it's like that idea of intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation. When it comes from within, there is a much deeper sense of satisfaction, a much deeper sense of purpose and understanding of who you are. That's what I'd say. 100%. Awesome. Uh, Laura, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, website, uh, social media, how do they reach out? Yeah, so you can reach me on my website, which is really straightforward, laurabarkercoaching.com. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, Laura Barker Coaching as well. And I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, you can look me up under my name or Laura Barker Coaching. Nice. Well, sounds good. Again, this is Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke, joined today with uh, Laura Barker. Laura, thank you so much for joining me today. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Chris. Pleasure meeting you.